Welcome, everyone, to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got some good stuff for you this week. Uh, we have, like, the SEC baseball tournament has already begun. The Tigers haven't played. They do that tomorrow, but we know who they're playing. We're going to cover that. Also, their series with Georgia this past weekend that got them at this point, earned the number three seed, by the way. And uh, we'll discuss that and some some postseason honors that have come out and anything else that comes across our desk, which may or may not be some football recruiting news as well. Uh, but before we do, I want to check in with the co-hosts, see how you guys are doing. It's been a you know, it's been a pretty busy week, you know, with all the, the postseason stuff, things finally aligning. LSU finish off the year with a, a, a series win, which was nice. Um, I don't know if you're able to watching here. I don't know if it was on regular TV. Definitely able to listen to it, but uh good news all around, right? How, how was you guys this week? Yeah, um, you know, decent week. Um, decent news out of the out of LSU's final series. Uh you know, series win. I think we're still I'm still I don't know about y'all. I'm still a little bit disappointed with the with the two series losses kind of to finish it off. I feel like I would have liked to have finished stronger. But um going into Hoover, I'm you know, I'm positive and, and I think we've got a, a good chance and uh, we can, you know, we can only kind of go keep, we can keep going up and, and, and we're, I think we're, def- we're definitely in uh, for a regional and, and competing for a super regional. So what can you say? That's, that's, that's where you got to be. Yep. Doing well, guys. Good to be here. I watched the, uh, the Thursday and Friday games against Georgia missed Saturday, the one we lost, I was I was out of town, but yeah, I was glad to see two wins by the Tigers, and then we're rolling right into postseason baseball. The SEC's tournament is kicked off as we speak now with LSU's first game due up bright and early in the morning, uh, so we'll be setting our alarms, and hopefully we'll have games basically every single day this week because it's a it's a gauntlet. You, you win mm-hmm. and you keep on going, so uh, a lot to watch and excited to bring all that. Yeah, and yeah, they they do come early. I mean, they started at 10.30 this morning, but if you've watched an SEC baseball tournament, you know why. Like, I I think they'd probably start them at 8 if they could. We were already in a rain delay this, you know, in the second game, right out of the gate. So uh, I think it's concluded. um, I didn't see if they called it short or what, but Texas A&M actually beat Tennessee. So Vols are vamoose, and uh, A&M moves on. And, yeah, it's just rain delay after rain delay, and pretty soon, you know, wasn't a Wii that had a, a game that finished at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, you know, a few year, a couple years ago? Yeah, no, I think so, it was, like, two years ago. Yeah, I think it was against Mississippi State. Um, we didn't make it, actually. Uh, it's interesting. The last two national champions didn't even qualify for the conference tournament this year. Womp womp. But um, LSU, like I said, there are three C's, so they had that first round bye. And I don't know. I guess we got to talk about the Georgia the series first. And, I mean, they, they won two out of three. That's what we needed them to do. Um, that's what we wanted them to do, I guess, really. Uh, they needed to win it so that they can still have some hopes of maintaining that top eight seed, which I think they should now. Yeah. Um, especially if they at least win tomorrow or one of the other games. Um, but there's that, um, we almost had a regular season title had we won that last game against Georgia, because I think we would have held the tiebreaker, um, over Arkansas 
mm-hmm. who's now co-champions with Florida for regular season. Um, tournament still be decided by the way. But, uh, I mean, UGA was playing for their lives, right? Like, they technically, they won that game, they made it, but now they're already out. So, there's that. Uh, UGA was a scrappy team. Uh, LSU, I just think, was was better. We showed some, well, we usually see on Friday night, right? Like, uh, Paul Skeen's doing his thing. Uh, but it was actually Thatcher Hurd that started doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the guy pitched, what, four or five innings? Uh, I mean, he gave up a couple homers early, but then after that, he kind of settled in and closed out the game for us. So what do you make of that? Uh, I mean, it, typically we're not used to going 12 innings with Thatch, when, when Thatcher Hurd starts. I mean, not when, I'm sorry, when, uh, when Paul Skeen starts. Um, but one thing led to another, like you said, Thatcher heard really came in, came in clutch at the end. It was almost, it was kind of funny because he gave up the lead and, and then ends up becoming the, you know, getting the win. So I wonder if it's just that he just didn't want Skeens to get another, get another W. He was like, I want to take credit for this. <laughs> so, um, but either way, I mean, it was a good, like you said, a good scrappy win against a scrappy UGA team. Um, would I have liked it to be a little bit more decisive when we have Skeen starting? Yes, but um, it's it's a win. It was a, it was a good win. It was one you know fifty percent of what we needed to to get the series win um, and kind of close out this uh, close out the regular season. And I'm glad we were able to get it done. And I'm glad that I, you know what I think the one positive and as we look forward to tomorrow um, or. Uh, the one positive is maybe this is maybe that's a a confidence booster for Thatcher Hurt, who right you know, we're gonna need and whether we like it or not, like we're gonna need him to to be able to do what he did last time. Yep, uh, like you said, Hurt or Skeens had thrown well all the game. He get through eight innings, did his typical thing, only gave up two runs, and that was on one homer. Uh, and he set LSU out perfectly. Thatcher Heard, well, actually, um, Riley Cooper came in and gave up a few walks, and, or I think he walked one guy, and then Heard came in, uh, blew the lead, and then saved it back. Uh, it, it could have been ended much earlier, but Jordan Thompson missed a key pop-up that fell right out of his glove. Um, that know. was almost soul-crushing if we had lost the game after that. Uh, but it was all good. And then uh, Friday in the second game, uh, Ty Floyd had another really good outing for himself. He gave up uh, four earned runs, but went seven innings, and our, our offense was enough to carry us past that one. And so uh, Gavin Gidry closed that one out with two innings of strong work also. Uh, so there you go. We had the, the series win right after two games. Very good bounce back from the Tigers after the series losses against Auburn and Mississippi State. And that kind of gave us a, a lot of much-needed momentum into the postseason, as well as securing the top four spot when you're guaranteed the double elimination, which is pretty key because as we see, Tennessee is already out of the tournament. Uh, they only played one game and, and we'll see you later to the volunteers. Uh, but yeah, we got, we got South Carolina tomorrow, bright and early, as long as the schedule stays intact and South Carolina, they threw uh, not the race today actually. So, but, and they're also not starting him tomorrow either, which is kind of weird. They're starting Eli Jones, who has only started five games all year, I was recorded a lot of innings in relief. So I think fairly similar to Thatcher Hurd in terms of like production, I guess. Um, so we'll see how that strategy plays out from Jay Johnson. I imagine Hurd, they're going to ride him as long as they can just to keep uh, arms fresh on the bench. 
I think anything more than like four innings is probably a pretty big success for him. Uh, so look for that. And then if we do win, then we'll be in the second winner's bracket game. And I imagine they'll, they'll do skeins after that to advance towards the final four. Um, but you want to keep skeins and, and Floyd in your pocket if you can, yeah. and just try not to give up too many runs with the the rest of the the bullpen that's had definitely more downs than ups. But overall, a lot to be excited about. Had a bunch of home runs against Georgia. That was fun. Hayden Travinsky's coming on real strong with the bat. He's been mashing home runs left and right. And uh, yeah, we, we needed that, especially as Malazzo has kind of started to fall off um, at the plate as well. So uh, a lot of people hitting and yeah, we just need to, to stay hot and take care of business in Hoover as long as the weather permits. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if we can get a, uh, if we can get an outing, like we, like Thatcher heard had on, on a Thursday night, I, you know, if he, if he goes five innings, gives up two runs, that's a, that's a, that's a great win, outing for us. Like, and I, and I think yep. that's one, you know, with our offense, like we can have, we don't need him. Like when Skeens, when Skeens goes seven and a third or eight innings with, you know, one earned run or something like that, it's awesome. And like, it's, you know, we're like, man, this is the best thing ever. But with our offense, like we should be able to win games where we give up a few runs. And so that, you know, that should take the pressure off again. Like I said, hopefully he built a little confidence um, last weekend. And, you know, I'm, I'm let's uh, let's go ahead and, and move on to the next game at Hoover. Amen. Um, yeah. And hopefully the. Uh... The pitchers stay strong as they have been, like Daniel Singh, but also the you know the bat the bats stay hot. I think it was Travinsky's homered in like four straight SEC series, and he's just been on a tear. I think he hit his first one four weekends ago, and now he's he's almost going to be like I think the sixth or seventh Tiger with double digit home runs, which is just amazing. I know Tommy White just hit his twentieth, putting him what seven behind last year, but I mean that was. I don't know if the competition be quite the same. I'd say 20. I mean, in, in the SEC, that's pretty darn good. Um, and, yeah, I, I I will be happy to give up, you know, two Thatcher Heard home runs if that means the the other, you know, innings, the other uh, the rest of those five innings are scoreless. And yeah. he retires like eight in a row like he did. So that's that's great. It's just got to be consistent, you know. But I, I wanted to ask you guys about this because for the Georgia series, uh, we mixed it up a little bit. I've been following the lineup, and you know we had Dugas, Morgan, Cruz, White, and then everybody else behind that. You know, depending who was starting or whatever. That's that's kind of how the lineup went. For Georgia, they had uh, Cruz first, White second, and then I forget who was third. Maybe it was Morgan, but then they had. Kravinsky batting cleanup. So just wondering what you guys made of that and any other changes that might happen, you know, moving forward, I guess. I mean, it, obviously you mix up the lineup to see if it'll spark something new offensively. Right. I mean, we'd lost some games. We still did pretty good. I mean, it's like we lost that last game against, or that one game against Mississippi state offense wasn't the problem, but still he's uh, you know, he's going to mix it up. So it's, it's good to see that I think. And uh, speak on that also, but also just, you know, how, how we might use our pitchers this weekend. Cause I think Tommy, you said something about who's starting tomorrow and it may not be Paul Skeens. 
No, no, no. It's 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 it, evidently it's going to be like Batcher heard, like kind of like we talked about. Um, so you know, hopefully he's ho- hopefully he can he can give us a good outing. Um, and and I think as far as the lineup goes, I do wonder. You know, and we've seen this a little bit where, um. These guys, you know, these uh, these teams are pitching around Dylan Cruz and Tommy White. Um, now, it's I think as we've talked about this entire year, it's hard to pitch around them when you got when you still have to face Trey Morgan, you still have to face, uh, you know, Dugas or or Beloso when he's on and he's in the lineup, or Jared Jones, the the uh, freshman, you know, freshman of the year or whatever. But I still think that I, I do like moving them to the front of the lineup, you know. Um, it does make it so they couldn't pitch around and at least in the first inning and, and, you know, maybe uh, like you said, also just switching things up and, you know, the, the uh, pitchers will pitch differently to different positions in the, in the lineup. So, you know, a pitcher will pitch to a number one, you know, the first, first batter of the, of the, of the game uh, differently than he would, you know, number four. So, and it's, and also with, you know, people on base and everything. So, I think it's just probably just switching things up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the decision too um, to move Dylan Cruz up to the leadoff. While he's had a, a little bit of inconsistency for him, at least in terms of hitting lately, he still has a really good ability to see the ball and get on base through walks, hit by pitches, whatever. Um, so you can, you can put him out there and then let your guys who have been hitting for power more consistently, like uh, Tommy White, Trey Morgan and uh, Hayden Travinsky, uh, try and bring him in that way. So I like that. And then the other decision was to put Cade Beloso in the field at first base, which we yeah. haven't seen, I don't think, all year. And he didn't play with the defensive capability of Trey Morgan, but uh, he's been hitting well. So I, I guess that's reasonable. And we had pulled Jared Jones because he was turning into a, a bit of a strikeout machine towards the end of the year. And it, it worked out. Cade Beloso had a good weekend and it allowed you to keep Travinsky's bat in the game, either when he's playing catcher or DHing um, when Malazzo can come in. So those all seem to work out. And then I even got a shout out uh, Josh Pearson, who's gotten kind of middling playing time this year, but had his first home run of the year, uh, the very first game to put the Tigers ahead in the 12th inning. So uh, that was a, a surprising player to come up clutch, but we could definitely use more surprise heroes like that this week. Yeah, and then he had a, uh, a really clutch RBI the, in the following game, too. So sure. um, that was awesome. And, yeah, I think uh, moving Dylan Cruz to to bat first is great. It, obviously, it'll it'll possibly get him more at-bats overall, but it's like the guy's got the best on-base percentage. Like, he's he's been on base every game this year, even going back to the last four games of last year. So if you look at it that way, it's like anytime he's up to, you know, at the start of the first inning more times than not, you know, we're probably going to have a guy on first at the very least with no outs, you know, it's like they walk him a lot. They hit him. (laughs) He, you know, he just gets on base. So I I think that'd be good to start games with a guy on first zero outs. Cause we love to just, I don't know. We still have an issue with, you know, loading up the bases and maybe not, maximizing that opportunity but i don't know hopefully also it's uh mixing up the lineup other guys will come up like like josh pearson did so next man up um speaking of dylan cruz though um he and some uh some more of his teammates actually uh 
made made some pretty pretty nice postseason honors. The the All SEC team came out, and he is first team All SEC along with Tommy White. And I don't know. I was going to ask you guys this: Do you, who do you think the pitcher of the year was? Maybe we're going to say Paul Steen, you're right. Is yeah, it a trick very, question? Very <laughs> no, it's not a trick question. I was just, it's, it's so obvious. I still had to ask it just because like you said, wait, is this, is this a trick question? No, it's Paul Skeens. <laughs> Come on. Who else would it be really? Um, but uh, we did have a, uh, a freshman all ICC in Jared Jones, who was mentioned not too long ago, but I mean, the guy is, I mean, he's got double digit home runs. He's, he has been great. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, the coach of the year for the SEC was uh, was a coach of Arkansas. And if you look at what they have done all season, uh, I mean, they've they've been right behind us, right? Like they've finished above us in the division. But think of all of uh, the injuries we've had, which has mostly been, what, three pitchers. We had Gavin Dugas out for a little bit. Now multiply that times like three. That's what they've been dealing with, and they've still been chugging along, playing well. So I, I can see why he get it. You know, um, there's there's other guys that are probably worthy, but I, I don't see any issue with that. But yeah, you know, postseason awards. You knew some of our guys were going to get them. Yeah, I'm uh, happy for Skeens. He uh, led led the nation in strikeouts, um, as well as leading the SEC in wins, strikeouts, ERA, innings pitched, and opposing batting average. Um, so definitely well deserved there. And according to this, he's number two on LSU's single season strikeouts list with 164, trailing only Ben McDonald, who had 202 strikeouts in 1989. So it seems unlikely that he gets to 203. I mean, maybe possible if we go all the way to Omaha. Uh, but yeah, just lit it up this year and solidified himself as the number two prospect in the country behind only SEC player of the year, Dylan Cruz, who, even though he had a little bit of late season struggle, um, tore the cover off the ball all season, got on base, no matter what opposing tr- opposing teams tried to do. And yeah, he showed why he was the number one prospect in the country uh, for the MLB next year. And it'll be sad to see both of these guys go, especially Cruz who gave us three great years um, and, and definitely lived up to the hype uh, coming yeah. out of high school. I think we, I think we talked about it, you know, kind of in the middle of this season, but I don't think there's been a player that across any sport for playing for LSU that has lived up to the hype coming in as a freshman more than Dylan Cruz. I mean, even, I mean, I think about some of the top, top elite level talented players that we've, we've, you know, talked about as freshmen. We talked about as high schoolers coming in and, I mean, people were people were talking about this guy is the abs is is the absolute truth, and he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess the only comparables in kind of recent memory, maybe like Leonard Fournette in football, who had one yeah. amazing year and like two good years. Yeah, and then I would say Ben Simmons in basketball, who was uh, he still went number one in the draft in the NBA, so he did okay. But like it was, you could see the the warning signs even when he was at LSU, and that's definitely come true. True. Yeah, there was that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I would put up there with uh, came in as like the top rated guy and is leaving as like the top rated guy, you know? Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember. I, maybe Shaq. I, I don't know. It's been, you'd have to go far, go pretty Shaq, far. Shaq, you're okay. You're right. Shaq was probably Shaq and Dylan Cruz. Probably but that was, that was what the late eighties, 90. He was drafted in, I think 91 or two. So mm-hmm. that's, we're talking last century. So <laughs> nobody this century, basically. Yeah. Um, transfer. That's a different story, but we're not talking about that, but yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy. And, um, yeah, how how lucky were we to get uh, Paul Skeens too? I mean, just amazing. So it's it's interesting, I guess, because you mentioned if, you know if it's that you're hurt. I guess tomorrow's our Johnny Holstaff, and we we're not as worried about getting that first win. I mean, of course you want it. Then the, whoever we would see after that, maybe they would see Paul Skeens because you got to think about it. Like championship game is going to be Sunday, so. That's that's another. That's also why I thought it was interesting because if you pitched him today, I don't know that they would. Well, I see where you're getting at. Like you get more rest possibly, like the earlier you give him, and you could you could bring him back in for another game if need be. Maybe um, I don't know. It's a lot of baseball to be played. So the only good thing is that every team is going to face those depth challenges in their in their pitching staff. So even if LSU's down to their last guys, the other teams probably will be as well, even if they are a little bit uh, deeper. So, and, and like I mentioned before, that gives you the opportunity for people to step up and make plays. So you haven't seen a whole lot during the regular season um, and create some exciting baseball, uh, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I think you're right. It's like, it's at that point at the championship game, I think everyone's probably already, you know, played their aces. <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the fact that they were going to pitch him again at that point, you know, they, they probably can't be expecting to like, they're doing They wouldn't expect him to go seven innings. I don't think so. I, I don't know. We'll see what we have in the tank, but you know, too much to worry about now. Uh, I guess we just got to win this game against South Carolina tomorrow behind that. You're heard. And, uh, and our bats, of course, I, did they, they, did they put the lineup along with that? Or they just said Thatcher was pitching. I think they just gave the pitcher. Yeah, normally they don't do the lineups till the day before. But it'd just be interesting to see if if we if we kept what we had at the Georgia series or if it's completely different again. Um, yeah, uh, one one thing to note: uh, Jay Johnson says our team has done a great job this season. We played our way into where we want to be, and uh, our guys are winners. We want to play to win every game. We're excited to be here in the SC tournament. This is one of the best events in all of amateur baseball. So, yeah, agreed. Nice. (laughs) Well said, Jay. Yeah. And, you know, it just it just means more. It should mean enough that they'll play. They'll like put a dome over Hoover and not have to worry about this rain business anymore. Yeah, it's 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 it seems like it happens every year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But anyway, moving on. I don't know if you all need other baseball stuff. Uh, There was a couple, you know, some some football stuff we could touch on real quick, but. Baseball, just wait and see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, let's just get it done in the morning. That's right. right get early. her done. Get her done early. Um, but moving on, we did have uh, you know, some football news. I think right after we we got off the lines last week. Well, it was actually the next day. Uh, LSU landed a top recruit and out of the transfer portal. And then this week, this past week, uh, well. And then a little bit later on, we landed another one. Uh, Daniel, do you have? Do you, do you want to deliver that news? You're, you're a recruiting guy. Sure. So we 
we were on the rumors last week about running back Logan Diggs coming out of Notre Dame back to his home state of Louisiana and joining LSU. And that did indeed happen. So we jumped the gun a little bit on our, our news, but uh, glad to have him. He recorded two years at Notre Dame and was their starter last year going for 800 yards and four touchdowns. And we'll definitely compete for, if not the starting role, a very significant role at running back at LSU right out the gate. And we have a lot of depth there in terms of, bodies but uh, it's just kind of a mixed bag in production and it's kind of the the more heads the better I would say uh, so so glad to have him and then the the second guy was another player with Louisiana Roots Andre Sam who's from Louisiana and played four years at McNeese before last year at Marshall as a, a linebacker and he was two-time all-conference at McNeese uh, had a pretty decent year last year and joins a linebacking core that like the running backs could use some experience um, and he may or may not be a starter right off the bat, but at least he provides depth there. So um, Brian Kelly continues his trend of bringing guys in with Louisiana ties. And hopefully these will be kind of locker room winners as well as a on the field producers. So uh, welcome to both those guys and hopefully they can help out LSU football. What's uh, what's your take on this Tommy? I think it's a big pickup for LSU. Um, I mean, we talked about it last last week when it was just a rumor, but I, I think that uh, Logan Diggs is going to be a very significant player for LSU this year. Um, and, and I think he's all. I in my in my eyes, he's the number one running back in the in the on the depth chart, and he hasn't you know taken a snap for LSU right now. Now I I do I love Josh Williams. I, I love what he brings to the table. Um, I, I think that. Diggs is going to be a little bit, just a little bit more talented of an athlete. And I mean, I think they're both going to get significant playing time, but I feel like this kind of shores up maybe the most, um, the most questionable uh, part of our offense. That was, you know, we, we really lacked other than Josh Williams last year, we really lacked a, a, a solid running back and we did not, I don't think we, we had a, a playmaker running back. You know, Williams is a, a very um solid guy and he he get good yardage for you he can he take on hits he can run up uh you know run up the middle but um i think Diggs is gonna be a little bit more explosive he's he's strong uh and he's played you know, he's played legit football for Notre Dame. he's not coming from like a Sun Belt or a, a, a um you know a smaller school so uh, i'm excited i think this could be a great a great addition for lsu this year mm-hmm and uh, the fact that he could come in and be our RB one, uh, I like that also because it gives like you know Josh Williams probably saw at the end of this season like God I I could probably be RB one this upcoming year but now it's like he he would have to work for it so I like that it's it's going to make everyone below Diggs if that's the case you know work that much harder just to get on the field yeah you know especially our boy John Emery who you know assuming everything goes well. And he gets himself, and he gets his uh, everything taken care of. He'll have one one final year to prove himself. Um, so there's that. But it'll be interesting. Sure. It's it's nice to have some some uh, what, what do you call it? Embarrassment of riches in that particular <laughs> area. Right. Well, but besides Josh Williams, I mean, we have on the roster Noah Kane, who yep. played some, at the, especially at the end of last year. Armani Goodwin, who's flashed a lot of athleticism, but his struggle with injuries, staying on the field, and he's hurt right now as well. 
Uh, and then John Emery, who has been at LSU for what seems like forever after being a five-star recruit and never really kind of built up or lived up to the hype dealing with on-field and off-field issues. True. And then Trey Holly, true freshman coming in, who took a lot of the reps in the spring. Um, and But I don't know if you want to trust giving the rock to the true freshman right off the rip. So a guy like Logan Diggs definitely has a, a spot in that arena. And we already saw Corey Kiner transfer after last year when he didn't get much on the field. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one or more of those guys that I just listed is either not on LSU's team come uh, the season or transfers out at some point. But uh, I guess a good problem to have with a, a lot of talent and that's what happens at a school like LSU is you get a lot of good guys in competition. So I guess may the best man win and uh, hopefully proves dividends coming this fall. Yeah. And hopefully um, our leading rusher won't be our quarterback again. I mean, that's still going to be the case, right? Cause Jaden Daniels is dangerous that way. And I wouldn't want to take that away from him, but I feel like this year he'll be a little bit more confident, making more passes instead of tucking and running. And hopefully we'll just, we'll leave uh, running headlong down the field to our running backs. Cause we're going to, we're going to have plenty to choose from. Um, anything else? Um, I would just say, I think Daniel, I think one, I think you're right about, about our running backs, how we have a lot that were, you know, highly touted and everything. I think it'll take care of itself. I don't see, I wouldn't see, I, I don't see a mass exodus. The only one I would think of that might, might end up leaving would be, um, uh, Armani Goodwin, but and that would be I think that would be a, a maybe. But I I see I would imagine Trey Holly probably redshirts this year. Noah Kane is a transfer. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, Emory is is on his last year of eligibility. I would I would imagine if he's not. I mean, like how many years is he going to have? Because <laughs> this is year five. Um, I think is that right? Yeah, year five. Um. And so uh, I just I think that uh, and then Kane or no we already mentioned Kane so uh, yeah I think Goodwin might be one that you could see uh, enter his name in the portal maybe but other than that I feel like we're gonna have a nice little a nice little stable of, of backs and uh, you know I'm excited about I'm I'm just excited about Diggs Diggs coming in mm-hmm. yeah that'll be good um, having said that. I don't know. I think we kind of covered all our bases unless you guys had something else you wanted to toss out there. No, I think that's, that's it for me. Daniel, what about you? Uh, I'd agree. Big week of baseball. Hopefully else you can take a couple and then lock up that top eight seed, which I'd say that we're good to go for unless we go. Oh, and two in the sec tournament, which would be a big disappointment. Uh, but if we can stick one W on the board, we should be in pole position to host the regional and, uh, all things being good super regional after that so exciting couple weeks um make sure to to catch us here for all the coverage on that amen yeah who knows like what if if we won you know if we win tomorrow and then after that you know we're like we're still in double elimination um i don't know maybe they pitch ty floyd and we save paul Skeens for the semifinals i don't know there's a lot of different ways We'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Of course, there's two other games tonight. Uh, Alabama and uh, Kentucky are playing now. And then after that, 30 minutes after that, um, you know, assuming no more rain delays, Mizzou and Auburn. Um, I kind of like how these brackets work because everyone in our side of the brackets, we've at least beat, right? Like we took the series against Arkansas and A&M, 
who are going to play 30 minutes after us tomorrow. Uh, we kind of split the series against South Carolina. We didn't get that third game because of the rain out. But everyone else, like Auburn, who's been very hot lately, and then Vanderbilt in Florida, who we haven't even played this year, are all on the other side. So I don't know. I feel like we, we kind of got a good draw as far as the bracket goes. Yeah. Right? Would you guys agree? Yeah. I'd agree. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And having said that, I, I don't know. I think that'll, that might do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Unless you guys had any uh, final thoughts. We're going once, going twice. No. All right. Well, that'll do it for us, folks. Uh, tune into this SEC tournament. Watch what you can. It should be exciting. And as far as we go, uh, tune in next week. We're going to have the baseball tournament wrap up. We'll also probably know by then where LSU is going. Well, they're going to be playing from home, I'm pretty sure. But we'll we'll have an idea of what the, the national picture is going to look like. Hopefully LSU locks up a top eight seed and there's a lot more games in Baton Rouge to be played left this year in the regional and super regional. And then we'll see about that for beyond. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, have a great week. Watch some LSU baseball. Go to Hoover if you can. Uh, but check back with us next week, and we will talk to you again on Talking Tuesday.